the last couple of weeks i've been talking to a lot of people and one of the common themes in a lot of conversations comes around indecisiveness it gets very difficult for all of us to at one point in our life stop investing in a particular situation relationship thing or career choice after spending a lot of time efforts into trying to reap benefits out of it in the end do we feel happy being trapped and being forced to make choices in a way that justifies our past choices sunk cost fallacy is all about that and today's podcast just revolves around how we at times tend to find it really difficult to let go of things welcome everyone to outreach cast a podcast for everyday behavior we worry far too much about what we lose if we just move on instead of focusing on the costs of not moving on which is more wasted time and effort more unhappiness and more missed opportunities of making your life better in the 1900s intel used to be a manufacturer for memory chips something that people like me who are born in the millennial generation would not know about then came the japanese that invaded the entire market and brought in cheaper and much more useful memory chips into the market Intel at that point of time was led by Andrew Grove who just thought about the years of investment that they made to make it what it is today a large brand which is known across the globe Andrew Grove at that point of time was kind of procrastinating on making a decision about Intel and its journey going forward it took them a lot of time to deliberate if they should let go of the amount of resources they have put in to become the leaders in memory chip manufacturing what happened was something that none of us would have thought of whenever we face the same kind of situations in our day-to-day life andrew grove and his colleague sat back and thought from an outsider's perspective they thought that the way the company is going they might be replaced any point of time so what happens when a new ceo comes into the company and leads intel at that point of time and they got the answer the new ceo would have diverted the business into another market the microprocessors market because the intel was good at that as well andrew grove thought from that kind of perspective which was neutral which didn't depend on the past choices that they had made or the past investments that they had made in the brand for intel that was the first thing that he did the second thing was he listened he listened to his employees at multiple levels across verticals and heard from them the kind of conversations that they had with their consumers about how to make their product much better and that helped intel as well and the last thing that andrew grove instilled in intel as a company as a culture was to make it free um 
for talking and conversing. It became very, very open as an organization where Andrew Grove would listen to the fresher in the organization and hear him out why he felt that a decision that has been made is not right and why the fresher solution is something that to be heard of and is better than the decision made by someone who is much more experienced. That fresh perspective, that out-of-the-box thinking is what helped Intel become a giant in microprocessing that we all know of. I think none of us can live our life the way we do um, if Intel had not made that choice at that particular time. What I want to say is that if Intel had more or less been forced to be in its market of just manufacturing memory chips, it would have died out from the market because of the sunk cost fallacy. It just didn't move on or it didn't let go of what it used to do before. Why is it that we tend to do this? Why is it that we kind of invest into a sunk cost for the longest period we can? One reason is that future is unpredictable and we tend to prefer the familiar path, something that we've gotten used to. So we try to follow and do that for the longest period of time because change is very difficult to adapt. And we continue in that particular situation just so that, you know, it's just so familiar, it is so simple, just let's get, get on with it. You know, that's one of the reasons why. The second thing is we hate to admit failure. We all come from an environment while where admitting failure means that you yourself are a failure. We come from a culture where admitting the, or taking the blame for a particular mistake is not appreciated for. That needs to change. We need to be open to failures and learn from them and grow from them. That's an important lesson to be learned. It needs to be followed not only in our careers, in our offices, in organizations, but also in our family life as well. We need to have that environment where parents can be open to the failures of the kids and kids are open to the failures of their parents as well. Because parents are also learning how to do the parenting in the end. That failure needs to be admitted and accepted openly. The second reason why that uh, we get on with the sunk cost fallacy is that we justify our own investments. We keep saying that, you know, um, just a little more investment and this will get better. We keep waiting for the positive to happen and we keep justifying it for ourselves. Because in, in the mind, this is something that should make you happy. But it isn't making you happy, is it? So stop justifying it for yourself. We keep fooling ourselves into believing things will be different, a little more effort to be put in, a little more time to give in. Everyone will adjust, everyone will adapt, but it might just not happen. And on hindsight, when you look at that particular situation, you could have multiple regrets of how things could be different if you had made a different choice at that particular time. We tend to focus a lot 
on our past investment rather than the investments that we want to make in the present for the future. Stop forcing yourself into certain situations which have been created out of your past choices. It doesn't really matter. You can always start afresh. Daniel Molden at Northwestern University conducted a study on sunk cost fallacy and he came up with this difference in thought or decision making where some of us are promotion focused. That is our future decisions or decisions about our future are based on the promotions or the gains one can have in the future. And these people can be differentiated from the others who are prevention focused. That is, they want to reduce the number of losses that they can have in their future and so they make their decisions accordingly. So there is basically a difference between thinking from a potential gain versus a potential loss. Since generations, people have been taught how to avoid the bitter fruit, the bitter situation that we might get into and kill, get killed ourselves. And so we try to avoid rather than face a particular situation from which you can potentially gain a lot of experience, a lot of resilience, a lot of growth. And this is the difference between a lot of people. When Daniel Molden conducted his study, he found that almost 60 to 70 percent of the people thought from a prevention focus. That is a potential loss. I'd rather think from preventing that potential loss that I could have in the future. In comparison to around 30 to 40 percent of the people who thought about the potential gain that they could have and think a lot more about promotion. So if you're looking at growth, we need to face that situation and learn from it and be more resilient. When we see our goals in terms of what we can gain rather than what we might lose, we are more likely to see the doomed nature of the endeavor that we've gotten ourselves into. Behavioral scientists like Hall Ox and Catherine Bloomer have been conducting a lot of studies to understand why we really do this. Christopher Olivella at Carnegie Mellon's School of Business also conducted a lot of study to understand why we generally do it. It's just that at times it's a knee-jerk reaction to you know, facing any kind of regrets. We just can't take it in that we have made a mistake. And we kind of overcommit ourselves to certain situations just to make it work. But it just doesn't work. Like there is a point of time where we need to stop overcommitting to a particular situation or relationship or a task at hand. We need to defeat that workaholism in us wherein we work a lot of time on a particular task because we have spent so much time on it. Remove the time context from the balance in your decision making and see how it changes your perspective about that situation. Things that we can do differently to avoid the sunk cost fallacy. First thing first, ask yourself this question, why I made this decision? Was it because of the past efforts that I've made or the money that I have invested in that particular stock or that particular um, ticket? Why is it that you've made this decision? If it's because of these past efforts and money invested, 
leave it aside. If you can't see a potential opportunity or a gain in that decision, leave it there and then. Second thing one man should do is have a second opinion. Reach out to a person you trust and just talk to them about the situation that you are in and take their guidance as a neutral person's perspective. Third, what happens when you take no decision at, at all? Is it just the loss or is it something else that you can lose out if you, um, you know, don't make a decision at all? How does it make you feel? I think that's the question we need to ask. Use the five-minute rule whenever you're feeling overwhelmed by that situation. Just for five minutes, take a break and just hear your inner voice. Do something peaceful do something that makes you happy and just consider what your inner voice says. Fifth, keep the personal attachment aside. The moment we emotionally attach ourselves to that situation, we get biased and we can only think about the investment that we've made. Keep that personal attachment aside and think. Think, does it make you happy? That's more important that we all need to consider. Our happiness is far more important than the time we've already invested in something. And when you aren't able to hear your inner voice or when you are not able to, um, you know, express yourself very clearly, I think that's the time when we need to reach out and speak to someone. And if not, wait for someone to reach out to you. This brings me to the last segment of this podcast when I request each and every one of my listeners to reach out and talk to either their colleagues, their family members, friends and just ask them how they are doing and ask this question twice because the first time they might feel that you know it's something very um, courteous of you to you know, just ask them how they are doing. But the second time when you ask them that question, they understand that, you know, like you are trying to create a moment where they can be heard. So be a hearing support for someone out there who needs to be heard and just avoid this sunk cost fallacy. Until the next week, take care. Bye.